0: Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee in the Crowl. I'm Abigail Hobbs, and I'm happy to be back here again today. Whoa, not today. <laughs> this week. And, uh, yeah. So happy belated Mother's Day to everyone. Um, That was yesterday, the day I'm recording this, yesterday was Mother's Day. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Before I jump in, um, I'll just introduce my horses in the background if you can see them. Zell is over there sniffing on our white truck. That's the uh, truck and trailer that I usually record in when it's really windy. But today is really beautiful, you guys. It's cloudy. It's going to be raining soon, um, so it's like the calm before the storm. There's hardly any wind. Um, it's really peaceful out here, so really grateful to not have to be hiding in the horse trailer today from the wind. And that is Rayanna, my daughter's Mustang, that's grazing right in front of the truck, and I'm not sure if you can see them on camera or not, but Skye and Fiana are over here, um, probably out of view, both eating grass. Anyways, there the one thing about the weather warming up is out comes the mosquitoes and the gnats and the flies and all of those really annoying things that nobody likes. So I came out here to start my podcast and literally was attacked by gnats, like instantly just bites all over me. So I had to go back to my barn and spray myself with horse fly spray. <laughs> now, mind you, we buy the really good all-natural um fly spray we ordered online. It smells amazing because basically it's made of different herbs. Um, So like citronella kind of smell. Anyways, I sprayed it on myself and now I feel great. So I'm glad to know that our fly spray is working because that means it's working on our horses also. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm putting quite a bit of thought this morning into this podcast today because, um, I did and I didn't want to talk about Mother's Day for different reasons. Um, One big reason that I didn't want to talk about it is because um, I don't have a great relationship with my own mother. I've had to lay down some really strong boundaries and um, we just are not on the same page. I, I don't know really how to explain it all in simple terms, but, um, she believes differently than I do. She's in a different reality than I'm in. It's just, it's not safe for my family. So, um, I was not one of the people posting pictures of with me and my mother saying how if it wasn't for her, I'd be nobody. Um, because well, I mean, basically, I would. I, <laughs> I never thought about that. It's true. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be born. But um, there's a lot of trauma there, and so I know there's other people out there that um, feel probably pretty torn on Mother's Day, um, and it's hard to see, you know, people talking about and posting pictures of um, their relationship with their moms if you don't have a good relationship with your mom. So I just wanted to. To say that at the beginning, not to start out depressing. Here's Fayana. She's coming in to say hi. Uh, she's right in front of the camera now. So she <laughs> she's like, I'm 100% here. Um, she's eating grass right around where I have the camera up on the fence. Anyways, um, I, I didn't want to start out the podcast on a downer, but I did want to start out with the reality that not everybody has great relationships with their family. And... um and that's hard and it makes holidays extra hard, especially ones like Mother's Day. So I just wanted you to know simply that I see you and I get it. Like, it's just, um, it's just shitty, literally shitty because Fayana is pooping right in front of the camera. Oh, my God. I must it. I think I set up accidentally in their pooping area. so horses um they usually have areas that they'll poop in and then they don't eat grass generally in those areas now she came through and ate some along the fence line but you'll notice like even out in the pasture where the grass is really tall that's where they poop and they won't eat in that area so anyways yep i set up in the shitty spot sorry guys (laughs) this is real life okay we are doing coffee in the crowd podcast in the corral with my horses and that was just you know That's part of it, right? Part of the uh, horse's digestive system. Anyways, back on track. Um, So if Mother's Day was hard for you, I understand. I understand. And um, this is my way of giving you a big hug and telling you I love you and I see you. The other thing I wanted to talk about was kind of my experience of being a mother, and wow it's starting to rain on me so that's cool I don't know what I'm gonna do depends on how hard it rains I don't think my equipment's set up for rain well my, my camera is but not my microphone so let's just sit here a second and see what happens If it gets too crazy we'll run to the truck together and I'll podcast inside the truck okay all right let me have some coffee real quick um so i was thinking today all about being a mother and the messages that i received about motherhood and what it means to be a mother and kind of my experience with all of it now everyone listening to this is not a mother and i wanted to before you just click off and say oh this is about being a mother i don't want to listen to this anymore please don't stay with me because It's not going to head the direction you think it's going to head in. When I was growing up, remember, I mean, a lot of you know my story, but my mom had nine kids and she homeschooled us. And we were that family of a lot of kids homeschooled, um, not socialized a ton, but um, I I think I'm fine. I I do pretty good in in social settings. I think it's kind of a myth that homeschoolers don't know how to be in social settings. Anyways, um, the the messages that I received growing up was that the most important job in the world is being a mother. That was the most honorable, the most um, admirable, respectable amazing selfless like godliest thing that a woman could ever do was to be a mom so and you know even to the point that being a mom was about being a mom not just being a mom, but to many kids, like the more kids you had, the more amazing you were. Right? So maybe that's why my mom had nine kids. She wanted to be just the most amazing person in the world. I don't know. Um, I do hear stories of people that have had like 27 kids, ladies, women that have had 27 kids and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even. So anyways, nine maybe isn't that much compared to 27, but It was like, motherhood was so amazing that the more kids you had, the more amazing you were. It's starting to rain harder, so, um, yeah, that's just, I'm going to hold this out a half a second because I feel like it's just one of those light pop-up storms. So with this messaging, like people nowadays even will tell me like, wow, you have three kids and you've homeschooled three kids. That's so amazing. You're amazing. And I'm like, actually not because my mom had nine kids. So I I never feel like I really am that amazing because I compare myself to my mom who had nine kids and when you have more kids, you're more amazing. Um, So like that just seems like it's interesting because it it almost feels like I don't get to be proud of myself that I'm a mom to three kids and I've kept them alive for this long. (laughs) like I don't get any glory because my mom had 9 kids. So anyways, it was a thing that and 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 I was thinking about it. I thought, you know, it really is extremely bible-based. All of these messages. You know, the fuller your quiver is, the more blessed you are, right? And and in the Bible, it was always about blessing the womb of the woman who got married, you know, may her womb be blessed. And if you're and if women in the bible couldn't have kids they were cursed you know it's like they lived this terrible life and everyone looked down on them and and so you know it was all about being fruitful and multiplying and so i grew up thinking okay like being a mom is the best most important job i could ever have um not only that like i should have it because to choose to do something besides being a mom like, to go to work and be a working mom, that was not honorable. That was shamed as selfish. Now, I'm, you guys, I'm just talking about me and my experience. I know not everyone had this messaging experience, but this was mine. Um, so, you know, I hope I'm not ruining my equipment in the rain. <laughs> we will cover my mic a little bit. Um, and maybe my phone... The horses are like, we are going to the tree, because we're not dumb. <laughs> going underneath the tree over there on the other side. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of the rain. Hold on, guys. Let me see if I can do this. Um, stay with me. Um, all right. Here we go. Taking you with me. Hi, everybody. We're walking across the corral. Watch this, the second I get in the truck, the rain's gonna stop, guaranteed. (laughs) You know how life goes, and I don't know. I get really fucked when I think about it. Like, why does life have to go that way? Seems like it anyways, huh? All right, I'm getting in, and I don't know what this video looks like, or the audio sounds like, but you know, Whatever. I didn't promise professionalism. I did promise to show up though, right? I crack this window or I will die of heat. Okay. Now, we will attach this band to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> this is up close and personal today. Okay, you guys, if you have not visited my YouTube channel and seen the videos, today is the day to see it because, um, yeah, this is like... Really close. I don't usually take myself this close. This is fun. I gotta roll this window down. Hold on a minute. Stay with me, people. Okay. Here we are. And we're back. Um, so here I am, 18, 19, 20, you know, and it was everything in my life was about growing up, finding a godly man getting married, having kids, be a stay-at-home mom who schools her kids and have lots of them. And that is the ultimate life that I should want and that I should live. The problem is, that's really not what I wanted. So what happened... is that I grew up, I got married at 21, even though I did not want to get married, yet I wasn't really ready, but I really felt pressured into it, and so I got married, and Nate and I talked about waiting at least a year, maybe two, maybe more, to have kids, because I was involved in a lot of things. Um and that was the other thing. Like the other thing that was expected was you get married and you have kids. There were there was a lot of negative talk about people that waited to have kids because they would be like, "Oh, they were selfish. They just want to live their life." Um you know, they're trying to control. They need to let God. Um, sorry, I'm going to roll my window down a little bit more so I can breathe. Yep, it stopped raining, folks. But you're stuck with me on the steering wheel because I'm not moving again. <laughs> um, it did. Guys, it literally stopped raining and the sun came out. Oh, okay, there's a teeny bit of dribbles. The sun shower. So there's a lot of negative talk about people that waited to have kids. They were being salvaged, still trying to live their own lives. I, that's just like that comes out of my mouth and I'm just amazed like what do you mean trying to live there of course they're trying to live their own lives <laughs> Who? why would they be trying to live somebody else's life that's the question so but Nate and I talked I wanted to wait really a year at least and Nate was totally fine with that we were both 21 very young very new still trying to figure out how to be married how to get along how to be a couple I was in Taekwondo um I was working my way up and, and loving it. I had a job as a waitress. I also had my own horse training business I had started on the side and was building that and really loving that. Um, we were both part of an Irish dance troupe. He was in an Irish band and I was in a folk singing band um, and both our dance troops and our bands traveled. so. we were very busy and just not ready to like have to like everything come to a screeching halt Uh, and I also was teaching horsemanship to 80 students every week Um, what happened long story short I got pregnant after we were married for three months Um, it was not on purpose at the time we were told to do the calendar method which, that's old news now. Like, everybody knows that doesn't work. I didn't know anything. You guys, I didn't even know how to have sex, okay? Just to be very shit honest with you. Okay, you have to remember, I grew up extremely sheltered, and nobody even said the word sex or talked about it. So, I mean, it's pretty far jump, I guess, from not knowing how to have sex to being pregnant in three months. So, we figured something out. But I was not trying to get pregnant. I wasn't ready to be pregnant yet. Um, And so when I found out I was pregnant, I was actually like, oh my God, what is happening? This was not supposed to happen. I was terrified. I was on a... When I found out and took the pregnancy test, I was on a trip traveling with my dance troupe. We were in um, Dallas, Texas, performing. I was on um, TV. We are... Our band... Or not our band. Our dance troupe performed on TV and then they interviewed me and um, yeah so I was like really busy in like six different dances and just like very athletic and um, on the go all the time so I felt like my whole world just and to give you a better picture of why I felt like everything had to stop um, because we were told by the midwife that was the wife, also the wife of the cult leader. She did all of the births in the village. So everybody had home births. She basically told everybody very um, clearly that you couldn't exercise or do anything when you were pregnant. You just had to eat a lot. And, you know, like, so we, now I know better. Like, now I know that you don't have. If you have exercised before you're pregnant, that you can continue exercising while you're pregnant. But I didn't know that. I didn't have any of this knowledge. And the only thing I knew is what I was told in the village. And so I knew I was going to be forced to stop dancing and stop doing Taekwondo and and stop riding my horses and like all the things I loved had to stop. So what was so difficult was that I knew. Everything in my life was going to have to stop, but not just that. Like, I felt like a horrible person because I didn't want to be a mom yet. You know, I, I had thoughts about having kids, and I thought it would be fun. And at one point, I was like, well, I'm going to have 12 kids so that I can have an army and march them around. <laughs> I was in total unreality. I was 18 when I said that, by the way. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't necessarily want to be a mom, but I didn't want to be a mom yet. I just felt like I needed time and suddenly like I had no time and so it did happen my whole world shut down I was they let allowed me or I should say to finish that dance trip out but after that I wasn't allowed to dance anymore I wasn't allowed to ride horses I wasn't allowed to do taekwondo like and you and people watched you in the village everybody watched you and literally they would turn me in if they saw me doing something that looked like any form of Exercise, it would be dangerous to the baby, you know. And so it, you, were, I wasn't allowed to carry anything. It was ridiculous. It was control. It was control. I remember after I took a pregnancy test, I cried, and my now partner Nate, he wasn't even with me at the time. Um, they were coming to join the dance troupe, and so when he came, I told him, and he was very shocked he wasn't ready either and we sat there like what do we do we felt so stuck we had no we didn't feel like we had any options Um, you know abortions were horrible and anyone who did them or talked about them was going to straight to hell and were horrible terrible people and so I just felt stuck felt really stuck because I was like oh my god I don't want a baby right now but I guess I don't have a choice and looking back at all that what I don't want to come across because you might listen is like so what's your you know you're trying to say that you're mad that you had kids or you don't love your kids none of that none of that at all I freaking fucking love my kids and I would not take that away from my life like it has brought so much joy to my life my kids have but what I do want to say is this this message that the best and most important thing that a woman can do is to be a mother is not true is it is the job of being a mother important absolutely should you take it Um seriously. Yes, you should. It's a, it's a very serious, important job. You are in, literally in charge of keeping humans alive, right? But this thought that I grew up with and had so much shame under because I wasn't ready to be a mom yet. And then I was felt much worse. Not just like first was the reality of like, Oh my God, I am a mom now. Like there's no turning back. There's no other options for me. Because of my beliefs and what I've been taught, there were no options. And so now I'm stuck with this. And not just that, like the worst thing was that I felt so guilty for crying and being upset that I was pregnant because everybody else was always like celebrating. It was such a good thing and it was a blessing from God and and all these things. But here I am in a ball in the hotel room crying because I don't want to be pregnant right now. And I felt so much shame and guilt for that for so long. I could never tell anybody. I couldn't. Like Nate and I kept that secret to ourselves. That conversation that, oh my God, we're not ready for this, we didn't. We talked for like two hours, and I he just held me while I cried. And then we're like, what do we do? And then after like we both just kind of accepted it, then we went out and told everybody else. Then everybody hoot and hollered, and I had to put on this face, this smile, and be like, yeah, Yay! It's so awesome. It's awesome. Cause I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't be honest if they saw me crying. Like what in the world would they say? Well, I'll tell you what they would say because it was a couple months later. I was talking to one of the leaders and every time I struggled with something like that's what I was trained to do. You go talk to one of the leaders and you tell them what you're struggling with. So I did. That's literally what I knew to do. I was pregnant and I was just still so frustrated. I didn't feel good and I was depressed because I couldn't do any of the things I loved anymore. I had all of that taken away from me. And so I remember talking with one of the leaders and we were sitting on a swing outside and I was just crying and telling him, you know, that I was frustrated because I really didn't want to be pregnant. Because I, like, but then I felt guilty for not wanting to be pregnant and just. I don't, remember, I don't remember all the things I said. I just remember I, I was just a mess. I was really sad and I felt really guilty. So I was like, okay, I have to go talk to I have to like confess my sins, basically. And this leader looked me in the eyes and said, You know what? I believe that God made you pregnant because you're a selfish person. And he wanted to teach you not to be selfish. And when you, have, when you get pregnant and you have kids, you can't be selfish anymore. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I just sat there and I was like, oh my God. It was confirmation again for the five millionth time that I'm a selfish, horrible person for wanting to live my own life. Like, how dare I? And so I basically dried my tears up and was like, okay, like this is God teaching me an important lesson that I'm selfish and now he's forced this upon me pregnancy upon me because I needed to learn this lesson bullshit people total and utter bullshit but I believed it almost my whole life I believed it almost my whole fucking life until the last four years that is crazy that message has been in my brain What happens is I had my first child, who's my son, and I had a home birth of course because that's what we all did. And it was 16 and a half hours of absolute torture, <laughs> but I love my son. I love my girls. I love my kids. And the second I saw all their faces, I was like, sold, done. Like, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. But I've also really struggled over the years because, one, I only had three kids. And Nate and I decided we're not having any more. And that felt horribly selfish to me. um, Because of this wiring that if I pursue the things I want, and if I don't want a bunch of kids, because it is shit hard work. It's not easy. It's not... um, like just adding something small to your life, it takes over your whole life, right? Um, it's it's <laughs> it'll upend everything. So Nate and I both came from very big families, and our neither of our parents were emotionally attuned to us, and they didn't care for our needs emotionally. Yes, they fed us and um, gave us a roof. You know, my mom trained. Me to be responsible, but but like as far as being emotionally connected, she was too split in too many different directions. And I don't know if that was just that, but I do know that she was just basically managing. It was everything she could do to just manage. And Nate and I both decided we did not want that for our kids. We did not want them to just be one of a hundred that gets food thrown at them, you know, and just managed. We wanted to really care for them to be able to put a lot of energy and love into them and so that's why we chose to have three instead of 300 Um, and I have never regretted that you know and looking back like if I could there's a cat outside the truck meowing at me what's up Fiona if I could go back to that 21 year old newly married me I would have some different things to say to her to help her rewire that toxic controlling messaging and this is the cool thing you guys okay here's the, the cool part to this story it's going to make me cry is that my kids don't have to grow up with that um, these last four years I've worked really hard t- to not just rewire my own brain about it all but to offer my kids something different. When we talk about, you know, my kids growing up, we say, if you decide to have kids. We say, if you decide to get married. We say, you know, no matter who you marry, a boy or a girl, like, the conversation is completely different. I have been given the gift of of giving them this beautiful freedom that I deserve, but I didn't get. Um, and I'm allowing myself to have it now, but like it does make me really sad for the younger me um, that felt pushed into doing all these roles, you know, and shamed into believing that these were the best things for me to be and so i became all of those things i became the the wife the mom the homeschool mom and i did that for a long time a very long time this past year my oldest son um, he went into high school for his senior year um, He he needed to try something different he wanted to try something different and then over this course of the year of him being in high school i've been talking with my girls about going to public school and they have both decided that they really want to try public school this year and i am ready to be done homeschooling i love teaching my kids about things that i love and that i'm passionate about but i don't love teaching them all the subjects it's exhausting it's draining and it's not really my life passion and i you know like but i was always I never allowed myself to dream bigger than that because it was so selfish of me, you know? And even when I worked different jobs in Colorado, I, I was very clear with them that, you know, I'm a homeschool mom and my kids come first. And So I will take this job on, but I have to be able to bring my kids with me sometimes. And I always fit fit the things that I really wanted to do. Like whenever I could, I'd like squish them in to here or there. but. I could never allow myself to just pursue the things that I really wanted to do because I was told being a mother was it. So I wanted to come on today and I thought, okay, I want to make sure that whoever listening, whether you're a mom or you're not a mom, whoever you are, the most important thing is not being a mother. Let me say that again. The most important thing for you to do, and the whole world is not being a mother. The most important thing for you to do is to be you. Just you. Nothing else. (sighs) Whatever that looks like for you is going to be different than what it looks like for everybody else. But that's exactly what you're supposed to be. And that's what I want for all of my children. I love my children. They take really good care of me. They love me really well. They're amazing humans and they teach me things every day. Every day. If I could go back, would have I done it differently? Yes, I would have. I'm not going to lie. I would have. But is it too late now? And now, oh, well, I'm just fucked. No, not at all. I have three beautiful, amazing kids That teach me that love me that I have so much fun with we I play with my kids all the time it is so much fun and I get a second chance in my life this is me giving myself a second chance putting my kids in school testing out my own wings yes maybe I'll be 40 in a couple months that's true but I'm not dead yet it's never too late to pursue Discovering yourself, embracing yourself and pursuing the things that you love with all of your heart. It's never too late. So no, I don't wish that I never had kids because I do love my kids and I wouldn't ever give them to anybody. So don't ask. Okay. There's that. (laughs) But this is me speaking out to everybody else. And if you're young and you don't know, it's okay. You have all the time you need. You don't have to rush anything. You don't have to rush marriage. You don't ever have to get married if it doesn't suit you. You don't have to rush having kids. You don't ever have to have kids if it doesn't suit you. What you do need to do is discover you and then love that person. And create the life that that person wants. that's what you need to do and if it includes getting married and having kids then more power to you that's cool too you do you boo so happy Mother's Day if you're a mother and if you're not happy humans day because you're fucking amazing being a mother doesn't make you more amazing than another person okay let me be clear about that mothers are not more amazing than other people Do they have to, do they have a different thing that they carry? Yes. I mean, is being a mother hard? Yes. It's exhausting. Oh my God. I wonder if I will survive it. Many times I wonder that. But don't look at another woman and be like, they're more amazing because they're a mother and I'm not as amazing. No, you're amazing because you're you. And they're amazing because they're them. Okay. I love you all. Life is learning, right? It's all about learning. We, we, we just learn as we go along. And that's why I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity every day when I wake up and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I didn't have those tools back then and that knowledge back then, but I have it now. So I'm passing it on, sitting here in my farm truck and hoping that this reaches people that need to hear it. Because you're amazing. You're amazing. Happy you day. All right, guys. It is now bright and sunny outside and no rain. Are we surprised? No, we're not. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Hey, you got some really cool things to look forward to. My son said that he would let me interview him for my next podcast. And then I've got several people. Um, a few people that live in town, one person lives in Springfield that all want to be on my podcast. So you got some very cool stuff to look forward to. I'm hoping to, um, branch out a little bit and you can hear from more people and about their stories and their journeys and their passions and be inspired because we all need that every day. I love you. I never know how to to stop these things because it's just like hanging out with you, right? Have a great week. All right. Love y'all. Bye. me again. I know you've already heard a lot from me, but I just wanted to hop back on and say, if you could just share like your favorite episode with a friend or an enemy, either one, I mean, it works both ways. That would help me out so much. We can spread the word. We can get, um, just, you know, more love, spread the love. Um, so thanks. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm done. Love you guys. Bye. If I wrote it in a song, would you believe in more? If I busted out the lock, would you open the door? If I dare to speak my truth, would you still value me? If I reach my hand to you, would you reach yours back to me? Darling, there's no reason why should have to hide, step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there.